Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ross Sutherland is a writer, poet and actor from Edinburgh who also makes a podcast called Imaginary Advice. He does it all himself. It looks like he records his voice links sitting in a cupboard. And he calls the podcast the most important thing he makes, a sketch pad, a place to try out new ideas. And it does have quite an experimental, even surreal feel to it at times, blending fiction and documentary to tell audio stories about the sometimes strange worlds we humans inhabit. You've reached the other side. Welcome to eternity. Forever is more than just a feeling. Please stay on the line. We just need a couple more bits of information and then we can send you on your way. If you get stuck or would like to talk to an operator, just say the phrase, I'm having a tricky time. And we'll connect you with someone right away. This is Main Menu. If you would like to order your complimentary limited edition baseball cap, press 1 now. Otherwise, press 2. Um. Thanks. Next question. Would you be happy to answer an automated survey on your experience? If you'd rather not, press 1. Thanks. Just one more question. I need to know your eternal resting place. Please choose between heaven or hell. Using your keypad, push button 1 to go to hell. Or, to go to hell, press button 2. Press in your own time. I'm sorry, I didn't get that. I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Press 9 if you'd like to hear the options again. Main menu. If you would like to order your compliment... Thanks. Next question. Would you be happy to answer an... Thanks. Just one more question. I need to know your eternal resting place. Please choose between heaven or hell. Using your keypad, push button 1 to go to hell. Or, to go to hell, press button 2. What? Press in your own time. I'm sorry, I didn't get that. I'm sorry, I... Thank you. You selected... Option one. You are going to hell. Please hold. Welcome to hell. Death is just the beginning of your journey. 
the more we learn about you, the better job we can do. <clears throat> For stranglers, press one. I'm having a tricky... For people who had sex with couches, press two. I'm... For prison guards who intentionally sabotaged the board games of their inmates, <sighs> press three. For sports mascots, press four. I'm having a tricky time. For people who smiled too much, press five. For spiders, press six. For people who killed spiders, press seven. If you are Adrian Wiggins and you attended St. Mary's Primary School in Kent 1983 and you actually did steal Kevin's Mario watch, press eight. For more categories, press nine. Alternatively, state your evil now. I'm having a tricky time. Thanks. I heard arms dealer and farm sex criminal. Please hold as we connect you. Thank you for waiting. Your soul is important to us. Did you know Hell currently has over 8 million rings and there are planned extensions for over 12,000 more, including new for 2018, state-of-the-art puppet theatre, daily classes in bread making and assertiveness, Craft-a-noon sessions with Andy, the offices of SoundCloud, plus the screaming bone pits of... <coughs> you are currently on hold for Department... Arms dealers and farm sex criminals. To aid processing time, please have a list ready of your nightmares, fears and phobias. We'll also need to run a screen test in order to calibrate your experience. You are next in the queue. Can I get a help? Hello there. Um, I, I think I might have come through to the wrong uh, department. I, I think I hit the wrong button to begin with. I don't suppose you could just... Is there a way to send me back to the first menu? Is, is that okay? Uh, I can't actually transfer you no. into the, the menu, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, basically, I hit one. I meant to hit two. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just an absolute idiot. <laughs> I haven't even been to a farm, you know. Okay. That's not my, my thing. You couldn't possibly just like transfer me to like, uh, like a general inquiries desk or something. Is that okay? Yeah, no problem. Oh, thank you so much. Like, I, I'm sure this place is nice, but it's just, uh, it's just not for me. But thanks. You're welcome. Have a nice day. Cheers. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. Some of Please Hold from episode 51 called After This. And this is from another imaginary advice episode called Re the Moon. I teach poetry classes from time to time uh, with all different ages from about five years old on up. Uh, I teach in schools and prisons, hospitals. First exercise I do in pretty much every single class I teach, no matter who they are or or how old they are, uh, I ask them to describe the moon. Everyone can learn something from this exercise, I think. Write a list of metaphors, I say. The moon is an adjective noun. The moon is a dark record. The moon is a blue church. The moon is a haunted inflatable. Now, of course, the moon is kind of a poetic cliche. It's a pretty hackneyed, romantic subject. But in many ways, that makes it the perfect place to start, particularly for an unsure writer, um, someone anxious about the rules and systems of poetry. 
It's easy to be tricked into believing that a poem arrives in the writer's mind all at once, fully formed, rather than through, you know, f***ing around, which is the truth. And is there a better place to f*** around than the moon? The moon is a sad bassist. You see, uh, the moon has a, a kind of powerful gravitational field. Obviously not in real life, of course, but, but in poetry it does. In poetry, the moon draws in concepts. It draws in language. Words just seem to stick to the moon. I maintain that a poet can pretty much compare the moon to anything. And the reader will read back that line and think to themselves, oh yeah, I kind of see what they're getting at. The moon is a time-lapsed mouth. The moon is an Aztec supermarket. It's almost as if through centuries of art and attention and manipulation, we've exaggerated the moon so much that we've we've broken it in our brains and now it's just this this open figurative channel the moon is a it's a kind of open goal well, there's another one when doing this exercise with students there's one other condition that i insist upon i ask my students to select their adjectives and nouns not from their imagination but from the world around them they have to open a dictionary on a random page or another type of book on a random page or choose a word from a recent text message or a word overheard on the radio or the playground not from the same source either i want them to be putting together two words from two different sources one source for the adjective one for the noun uh, i'm trying to encourage them to to act first think later to uh, to work intuitively and to use their environment as an extension of their imagination I also want them to smash together words that don't really belong together uh, to create sparks and confusion to create a brand new never before uttered description of the moon like no matter if on first glance it just feels like gibberish despite the excessive commentary uh, that already covers the moon it is still possible to say something new about it. The moon is a Roman floppy disk. The moon is a feline sitcom. The moon is a Hebrew kingpin. So I've done workshops like this about once a week for about like 17 years. So I can go all day if you want. I've got reams of this stuff in folders next door. The moon is a ubiquitous chairman. Sometimes in class we take it further. Uh, I might ask the class, uh, oh, so this description of a moon here, if this was the first line in the story, what kind of story would it go on to be? Or uh, if I was to say to you, on the day that I was born, the moon was a dead travel agent, then what kind of a person would I be? What kind of horrific person would I be? But, but, but I insist, like, we don't start thinking about any of that until after the line is written. First we write it, then we work out what it means. First the accident, then the autopsy. No matter what goes onto the page, it always seems to make sense in the end. It always seems to make sense. At least to my ears it does. That's how powerful the moon is. Everywhere you point, there's the moon.
from Re the Moon, episode 49 of the podcast Imaginary Advice, written and produced by Ross Sutherland. In recent episodes, he's explored what it means to share a name with a Scottish rugby team called The Other Ross Sutherland, and one I really enjoyed where he goes inside the symbolism and the stories behind professional wrestling. That one's called Make It Real. And Eleanor McDowell, who produces BBC's Shortcuts and Radio Atlas, introduced me to that show. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast hour from RNZ. If you're finding it helping you find new stuff to listen to, then please do consider rating or reviewing us with as many stars as you can manage wherever you get your podcasts from and tell your friends and family about us too. And if you're writing a review, then do let us know what you like about the show or how it could be improved. So if you'd like to hear longer clips, more interviews with the people making the shows that we feature... Uh, And if four shows is about the right number to highlight each week, that kind of stuff, it would be really helpful to know. Thanks a lot. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.